So welcome back, everybody, to the Deposit That Podcast. Got a friend of mine, Lamar McKnight. Welcome to yes, the sir, show, yes, QB. Sir, yes, welcome, Thanks welcome. for having me. So I figured Jay-Z coming out saying they call shots. I call audibles. That's what we do. That's like the that's like the <laughs> message, the mission yeah, of the show yeah, right yeah, here, yeah, you know? That, so that's what we do. Let's get into who you are, where you come from, your background. Tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Obviously, yeah, my name is Lamar McKnight from Jersey City, New Jersey, the heart of Jersey The real City, Jersey. New- yeah, man. I mean... You know, the New Jersey City is a little different these days. Um, I still like that part, but I'm from the gutter, you know, up up that hill, up Grand Avenue. Well, there's Jersey City, old. and then there's the new BK, well, I called it. The next BK, the, the new next BK. Manhattan, basically. Right, so, okay. like, my part of Jersey City is the part where all the bullshit happens. You know, the still. stuff that they try to hide still. It's actually not too far away from where that uh, that big shooting was not too long ago. Um, you know, it's 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 the gutter. It's it's where you don't want to be if you're not if you're not from there. But um, well, my white ass get killed if I go there. <laughs> you probably look like a. Nah. If I'm with you, am I right or no? No, if, if you with me, you're good. But then again, if you're with I think me, you're a rat, rat too. Yeah, they might think I'm a snitch. Like, yeah, yo, what yeah, the fuck yeah. you doing over yeah, here yeah. with him? But um, yeah. for the most part, um, yeah, that's where I'm from. Uh, it's it's definitely been the root of my current success today. Um, it's allowed me, hands down, to to not be a statistic. I probably lost on average. 65, 70% of my friends since high school to those streets. And um, I went to Lincoln High School, which is in the heart of Jersey City right there by Crown's Chicken. Don't know if you yep, ever had yep, Crown's yep, Chicken. Yep. I was um, in the Bronx, man. Jersey ain't much <laughs> different from the Bronx. You know? No, it's not. But believe it or not, man, it's, it's one of a kind. It's one of a kind. I've been to Colorado. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to California. I've been to Mississippi. I've been to North Carolina. Jersey City is by far different. That's on pulse. Yeah, it's like, it's like all right, you're black, but... You're Jersey City black. And it's like, you're white, but you're Jersey City white. So it's different. It's different. It has its own culture. Um, But it's allowed me to become who I am today. As I mentioned, it's allowed me to be the person that people put on a pedestal. You know, it's not too much success that comes from out that area. Usually when people get news time or TV time or newspaper time, it's for the wrong reasons. Compared to me, anytime I got on the news, TV or newspaper, it was for the right reasons, such as football, me going to college, me being a leader. Just just setting an example for everybody else that's, that's yeah, there. But um, yeah, man, that's, that's where I'm from. Is I, I take really, really, really high pride in being from there just because I know what's there. There's so much talent there, and it's very rare that people like me can actually get out and do something with themselves. What, just what, what, takes, what needs to be implemented to get more of you, meaning other than you going in there and physically pulling people yeah. out, what needs to be instilled into that community where, A, you keep the outsiders from coming in and ruining it, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm, true, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It is it call it the white More. folk. Right? I call <laughs> I call it the greedy motherfuckers Yo, because it's, not, yeah, it's, it's real, though. It's real. That, man. It's, every, it's, it's everybody. People, it's everybody. Yeah, well, it's so they say the people. most in real estate in general, we're yeah. going to get in real estate a little bit, in real estate in general, yeah. people get fucked up by their own people yes. that are giving the deals to the outsiders. Yeah, and, like, and, and that's, that's what where the problem is. That's what it is because it's like, here you have me, right? I work with quarterbacks, which is – the pride, you know, the the very best position in all the sports. The best position in all sports. So I work with different people from different backgrounds, people who are way more fortunate than where I come from. So you see why people like me who have an opportunity to get out and make a change for themselves, you see why they ignore the hood. It's because it's like, well, shit, you know, if I can have this, just, you know, if I can avoid going to the hood just to have this, I'll do it. And my way, I'm like, no, I want that. Go through and it. And I'm going to let you yeah. know where I'm from, yeah. where I come from, and why I come from this area. So I don't I don't like, I'm not one of those people to where once I get on, I forget where I come from. Once I get on, you're going to know, yo, he came from there. He lived in that house that my mom probably had 9, 10, 11 people yeah, in that some, house something to be time. proud of. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. I don't back talk that. It's, it's just who I am. It's made me who I am. I couldn't see my life being any other way if I was raised with, you know, the, the silver fork. We wouldn't be mind. who you were, no. No, Not that's why. I've, I've, I've met a lot of people like that. A lot of people can't go against the grain, meaning I'm a person who, bro, I can sit down and have a million-dollar talk with you, and I can also sit down and fucking set somebody up to go rob them if you. I wanted I'm to. With you. So it's I'm like... It's, very, it's I, a very valuable I, and dangerous yeah, thing for I'm, people. I'm, yeah. I'm really diverse. That's both like, worlds. Not to say that that's what I do, yeah. but... If you, you had know, to, you had to. If I had to, I had to. And it's hard for me. I've, I come from nothing. My mom, I honestly can't remember the last time my mom had an actual job. I think it was at Family Dollar. Serious. And she got laid off because of some health reasons. And now she's a full-time parent, a full-time um, foster parent of about 12 to 15 years. So she's been doing wow. that for the last 12 to 15 years. And that's been her bread and butter. So I come from nothing. Nothing, nothing wrong with that either. Nothing. And, I, and I, know what it, I know what it feels like to not have nothing. And I know what it feels like to have everything. I've been Division One quarterback. I've been the starter. I've been the person signing the autographs. And I've also been the person that's been overlooked because I was less fortunate. So I kind of have best humbling. of both worlds. It's very and it, bro, it allows me 
it puts me such in a different category. You ever see Precious? You know, the big black lady? Yeah, yeah, Precious, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it was 2008 or nine. I think it was 2008. It was 2008, and I was I just, just got into the mortgage business, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting, you know, my suit and tie in a, re, in a REMAX mm-hmm. real estate was in the Bronx, yeah. right? And this, this guy's like, hey, this lady's coming over. I'm like, all right. So 30 minutes later, this big lady comes up the stairs. She looked like <laughs> Precious. I come find that, right? Folks, she was a professional, yes. professional foster care parent she was making like 10 g's a month bro 10 g's a month bro. And she had like five or six kids she was pulling them all up yes. you know while yes. getting her ass mortgage just yes. on foster care income and and you want to know what's crazy you have people who know that like there's probably somebody's going to listen to that fact that you just said and they're going to consider going into foster care and there's nothing wrong because with that. Of, be, because of that right but not for in, the money though and in, in my opinion like that's where you go wrong right. because okay you're making ten thousand dollars a month but you're also dealing with two or three kids who don't know their damn parents or two or three kids Emotional who come issues. from yeah so like yeah. it's a lot that yeah, play yeah, into yeah, it man yeah. that's why like over the years as i get older i credit my mom so much for it because your brothers and sisters oh bro my dad was a rolling stone by the way um i'm the second oldest of 11 total 11 total. Yeah, a whole um, football team. Literally, a whole <laughs> football team. And and this is something that, that I'm not ashamed to say. I have still yet to develop a relationship with that side of my family. I actually just saw my little brothers the, for the first time about two years ago. Nothing um, wrong with that. I was walking to a sports gambling place, going to place a bet. My dad saw me outside. And when I walked outside of the now gambling you know your dad. place. Yeah, I know my dad for sure. That's a crazy story, by the way. I can actually get into that if you want. But um, I was walking outside the... um the gambling spot and two little boys walked up to me and they like, they're like, Oh, what's up, big bro? And I'm like, like big bro. Like usually when people call me bro, that's cause they're my brothers. You know what I mean? And like, you know we, them. we take that serious. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we're from, and they like, yeah, people, people just throw that word around these days. That's serious. Like bro, like nah, bro, you're right. not my bro. Yeah, like yeah. nah, but they, you when don't they know said me like it, that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. when they said it, like it surprised me. I'm like, and then mm. I looked, I like looked to the left and I looked deep in and I'm like, I'm like, you're my little brother. He like, yeah. I'm like, no fucking way. Is this and then, and then the other one walks up. Yeah, and then, the, then my other little brother walks up. And I guess he was scared. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then he walks up, and then my dad walks up. He's like, these are your little brothers. I want you to meet yeah. your little brothers. And they were already seven, eight years old. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's tough. And, um, you know, it kind of falls back to the whole dad situation. I actually... I don't, I'm going to say it. I was denied. Until, I'm going to open your ass up in yeah, here. Do it. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. That was fine. Full blitz, that, man. That's fine. Fucking zero that's coverage. Fine. Let's go. Handle, Let's go. I can handle cover Let's zero. Go. I can Let's get out the situation. <laughs> I was actually denied until I was about 12 or 13 years old, which is crazy, bro, because if I showed you a picture of my brother, we look like fucking twins. Serious. First of all, we're only 11 months apart. Wow. We're not even a full year yeah. apart. You know what I you're mean? Only nine, you're only nine months, though, so you're good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, my mom was definitely yeah. a, little, a little ready. But yeah, we're 11 months apart, and- my dad's side of the family always took me in as theirs, but my my dad didn't actually accept me as his son until I was about 12 or 13 Seriously. years old. Always accepted my brother. The family always accepted me, but my actual dad never accepted me as his son until I was about 12, 13 years old. Went through a whole DNA test, went through all of that, but I'm named Lamar. I'm named after the person who raised me, Lamar. So I have, I'm one Is of those guys- around? Oh yeah, he's still around. I'm one of those guys who have who have five, six, seven different grandparents yep. just because of that. Yep. So it's, You're it's actually it's, lucky. It's, you know? it's lucky yeah. for that. But most people I was, don't have four. I was denied. Yeah, most people don't have none yeah, these days. None. You know what I mean? You're right. But I was lucky to be accepted by the other family. What happened was my dad Lamar was actually around my mom around the time when my dad decided to do whatever he yep. decided to do. Yep. You know, I don't know what they had going on Can't back judge. in the day. You don't know. Yeah, and I don't judge. I don't know what him and my mom went through. But you weren't there. I was raised by them, which is a great family. My uncle on that side actually ended up being my trainer throughout my whole uh, football career. So it worked out really well. But I was denied until about 12 or 13. Once I was accepted, once it was clear that I was my father's son. Bro, if I show you a picture of my dad, you're going to be like, how the hell did this guy deny you? But he did. Never beat him up about it. Never kind of got upset at him about it. It's Just probably what now, fueled you though, right? It's what fueled me. And... My mom did a tremendous job of of raising us. It was four of us in the house, three boys, one girl, before she became a foster parent. Crazy story. My little sister's dad, who was the closest to my actual father, was murdered when I was about 11 or 12. He got shot in the chest in his neck um, in down City. in Jersey City over some bullshit. I think it was like some drug problems. I don't know what he was into. But he he passed away, and that was like the closest thing to my actual father. And that was my sister's dad. He passed when she was two years old. So after that, my mom got married again to a guy, Joe, who stepped in. And still around? Still there, yeah, who stepped in and became a father figure in my life. So again, one of those guys who was blessed with a thousand different grandparents, a thousand different, 
you know what I mean, like siblings. So I was blessed in a way. And then it all turned around to me being an athlete, which allowed me to then have different father figures as coaches. So I'm, I'm not one of those guys who was like, oh, my dad wasn't around. My mom had a yeah, victim feeling sorry yeah, for yourself. My mom right. never let us feel sorry right. about it. And my mom also never didn't let me go see my dad. Right. Like she was never like, oh, your dad ain't shit. She was like, look, go. if you don't like your dad, you don't like your dad. If you love your dad, you love your dad. Go do your thing. My mom was strong enough Real. to raise four kids to to let us know, like, look, don't fuck it. Don't even depend on me to raise you guys. You guys are your own people. Grow up to be the man you're going to be. And it works out because I'm still cool. Bro, I haven't received a dollar for my biological dad to this day. I'm going on 28 in two weeks. My dad hasn't even put a dollar in my pocket. Maybe I'll give you an envelope. You never know. <laughs> Not, <laughs> bro, just that, there, there's been times when I don't speak to my dad on my birthday. Yep. Even now until this day. Does it hurt, though? Truthfully. And it it now, now that I'm older, it hurts because my biological dad thinks he got to give me materialistic things like Make to buy it. time. And I'm like, yo, I'm doing really good for myself. I just want you to be there. Like, yeah, you're my be dad. Be my father. When I call you, because you know he he has his problem. He's been in and out of jail his entire life. So and knows. again, I don't know what my mom and my dad went through back in the day. Right. So I'm not about to sit here. She probably and, broke and his balls. Do her. You know? Nine times out of ten, knowing, knowing, knowing the person <laughs> yeah, she is, she broke his balls. Yeah, knowing the person she is, people she overlook that though. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yo, if you didn't break my balls, I wouldn't yeah. have done what I did. You know? Yeah, my mom definitely <laughs> probably. Broke. Oh, she probably was like, "Look, you want to go yep. be around and fuck around? Then buy. I raised my kids, so it worked out, man. And it definitely affects me in a way because as an athlete. Again, goes back to me training. I deal with guys who have these people in their life. And you see the difference that it makes when somebody has and when somebody doesn't. Because I got clients who don't have their parents in their life who struggles. And then I got clients who have their parents in their life, and those guys are the cream of the crop. So it's like it's easier for you to adapt to a society when you have that that internal loving. Because now, when you're you right. don't have your parents, and this is where you gave me chills. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know, when, when, uh, me being from the hood, people look at a typical person from the hood, and they go, "Oh, he ain't shit, or he's a bum, or he's a drug dealer, he kills people." Well, ninety five, ninety nine percent of these people don't have the people back home that's going to support them. No support. And if they have people back home that's supporting them, they're going to look for something to return. So it's tough, man. Like to me, when people look at the hood. And down talk it, it offends me because I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck is going on there. You know what I always said, though, and this is the truth. So I, I don't know my story. So I grew up in Branchburg, Branchburg and Somerville line. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Somerville. So Branchburg was all white, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But Somerville was predominantly sports, all black, mm-hmm. right? So you had white kids from Branchburg, only football. We didn't yeah. have a football team. We would have to go and play Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. So I thought my uncle was coaching my cousin at like five, six and flag, whatever they started. Yes. And I was a year behind. Yes. And I was rocked with them. So like they brought me. So I was four years old, yeah, five yeah, years yeah, old, yeah, yeah. playing flag football with the, with the guys. in Somerville, right? Yeah, yeah. So I never saw color. I know it mm-hmm. sounds like stupid. No, bro, it doesn't. I'm like, but I'm four years old. Like, these are my friends, you know? Like, yeah. I might be the white kid from Branchburg. That boy might be fast, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. be fast like him, you know? Or like, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> I never saw that. But what I also Absolutely. always say, and I get knocked for this all the time, and look, you know me, I don't really care. Like, yeah, yeah I don't care. This is my words, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my experience, it's right? Me. We all it's have me. our own. White people will lie to your face. Mm-hmm. Pret- the majority is always an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. They'll pretend they'll like you. They'll mm-hmm. call you bro, right? <laughs> Most of the black oh, community, they'd be like, yo, I don't fucking like you. I don't don't like- fuck with me. You ain't my fucking bro. <laughs> don't call me bro. You know? Absolutely, so like, absolutely. It's like white people are lying and deceiving you, whereas the black community yeah. in general and the masses, no, absolutely. you're at least knowing what you're dealing with absolutely. for the most part. Absolutely. There's always but, an exception. And then, and then you still get like, you still get the people who aren't black, you know, the whites who understands that. You know what I mean? Like you, like you're a guy who understands, like, I, I feel like you're like me. Like, I don't see color, bro. I see human. People. I see people. I see people. So like, if I'm t- <laughs> even if I'm talking to a, guy, a less right. fortunate, I don't like to use the term bum. If I see a less fortunate guy on the so street, human. I'm going to talk to him. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher. I, I work in an elementary school now. I've been to high school for uh, two years prior. But even the way I treat people throughout the building, like, it's like, I don't give a fuck about your title, bro. At all. Like, At all. I don't care how much right. money you're bringing right. in right. because- I know when you go home and you lay in your bed, just like the rest of us, we all go through our own shit. So it's like, I, I want to get people to move, you know, to kind of gravitate towards that approach. Like, don't see color, see human. And then, like, it bothers me because... The world tells us otherwise. The world tells us otherwise. And social media makes you believe that shit. And it's like, it's, it's in my up. opinion, no, it's up. And, and in a way, it's like, we as blacks, and I say we because we're together... We do it to ourselves sometimes when we categorize ourselves and we say, oh, look at this smart black girl who just got a law degree from Harvard. And I'm like, no, look at this 
young woman who just got a law degree right. from Harvard. Right. Like, I don't care why about you're adding color. adjectives that like, are why? irrelevant. Like, black, yeah. white, Asian, purple. Congratulations, lady. Whatever you're Or it's like, oh, yeah, uh, 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 a black dad taking care of his kids. No, that's a dad who's a father to his kids that's taking care of his kids. So the the, the quicker we can get to stop categorizing, the better, you know, the, the quicker we'll get to actually being where we want to be, man. Because I saw it. It's crazy that we're talking about this now. I saw it this morning and it was like, oh, look at, um, you know, oh, look, look at these five black men decided to go to Harvard and get their degree. Like, bro, I just seen five young men, black, white, purple, pink. I don't give a hell what their color is, bro. Let's stop doing it. And, and the quicker we can do that, the better. Well, they do I'm the same thing with women, person. too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, oh my this God. woman's the CEO. Don't get me started. Like, don't get me started. All right. Start. No, it's yeah. just a CEO. I get it. It's a Man. woman. But you know, here's how I look at it, right? I'm always the underdog guy, right? Yes, I'm the guy that, look, if you're playing in the national championship, and someone's getting 15 and a half points. I'm yeah. taking the underdog. No, no, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I, I always root for the underdog. I've always been the underdog. I've always been undersized. Mm-hmm. I've always been a little step, sh- you know, slower. You have to prove you. You yeah, always, prove always. But I make up for it with toughness and heart, right? And it's it's crazy, man. I've been the underdog. Yes. There's so, nothing wrong with that. So I feel like, you know, it's 2020. And a friend made a good point. He's like, look, he's like the Bill Belichick era, right? We'll go back to football. Yeah. I don't want to say it's over, but that runs over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll still Absolutely. make moves. He'll Absolutely. still coach. He'll no, still be over. relevant. Brady, too. It's over. It's relevant, but we're in mm-hmm. a different world now. We're in the Andy Reid era, yes. era, right? So, look, he struggled for all those years, never won. But now that 2020 came, look, we lost Kobe. Mm-hmm. That shit hit me hard. We just lost Pop Smoke. I saw he got shot 20 years old. <laughs> Fucked up. But I feel like all these things are happening to create awareness and really make us appreciate the things that yeah, we yeah. overlook. I didn't realize the impact Kobe had on me oh, until man. he died. Bro, yo, it, I took him for granted. It felt like, like, I feel like the world just hit the pause button. I took like it for granted. Ever. Yes, and, man. Because, you know, we, we grew up, so I was like, whatever, 10 years old when he got drafted, right? Yeah, 96. So I was mm-hmm. 10. I remember, I remember buying his basketball cards. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. his games. I remember his battles, Absolutely, you know. I remember him winning all the championships, all the Shaq Trying drama. To rap. I remember yeah, <laughs> I remember when he blew his, his Achilles out. I remember yes. his last game. I, I remember when he scored 81 points. I was a freshman in college. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I remember yes. all these things, but I was like, damn. I'm like, yeah, I've watched YouTube Mamba mentality, but yeah. I didn't realize instinctively what I gravitated towards or why I gravitated towards him until yeah. he wasn't yeah, yeah, there yeah. anymore. You know, yeah. I'm like, he's a young man, but everyone's glorifying him, which he deserved. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he, he got taken from us. Doesn't matter anything he's accomplished. Man, he's, he's gone. He got taken from us the wrong way. Years the old. wrong way. He was in the NBA for how long? 20 years. That's half of his fucking life. I lived more of my life than Kobe Correct. lived his life. Correct. Kobe spent the first Correct. 20 years of it, well, the second half of his uh, life in the NBA in the spotlight. And obviously, we know you're held, you're held to a triple standard. You can't do much. So when you retire, you just start to get in that way. And, and, he, and even when right. you do retire, it's like you're Kobe Bryant, bro. You can't chapter. do much. So it's just sad to see people like him go, you know, um, I'm only about to be 28 years old. And it's sad to see, you know, to, to know that 12 years from now, 12 years ahead, I'm Kobe Bryant and I could possibly be dead. So it's like. Or, or sooner. Or soon, or shit, I can go on a damn path train and my path decides Blows to be up. real. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like. It puts so much in, into perspective, and the more that it happens, it makes me cherish relationships like the one we have. I was just thinking on my way here. Well, like, we have a newer relationship. Yeah, and I'm like, like, newer, like, it's evolving. Fuck, I don't yeah. even know like how the fuck we... I think I came across you. Instagram. I came across your page. Yeah. First of all, your name jumped out, the mortgage quarterback. I'm like, <laughs> right, fuck who is the that? fuck is this? Like, who the fuck is this <laughs> Who's got the balls to do and, that? No, yeah. for real. Yeah. And then like, I went on your post. Yeah. You talk a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> good shit. I back it up, yeah, No, no, definitely, definitely good shit. You know, you're blunt. You're open, and it's like, who the hell is this guy? So, like, people like you are the kind of people I want to spend a lot of my time moving forward with, just building, because the pointless relationships, kind of keeping people around, letting them linger, like, there's somebody for them that's going to accept that. Like, me, I want to make sure everything's meaningful. If we have a partnership, whatever the hell we're doing, I want you to know I got your back, you got my back. If we're in trouble, if I'm in trouble, I can reach out to you for help, vice versa. So it's like, unconditional. let's start developing those relationships with each other or just human beings. Like, man, like today, a perfect example. I had text somebody like, hey, how do you do this commute every day to New York City? And she laughed and she was like, oh, that's an easy commute. And then, you you know, you realize that the different people that's on the train in the path and it's like, damn, that person's going through something, that person's going through something. Oh, damn it. So oh, it's like, my God, it's bad. If, if I bump that person yeah. by mistake and they lose their shit, Stopping I was in a I was in a wrong. So why should I overreact that they're upset? It probably has shit to do with me. 
Have you taken the path before or no? I take the path all the time, I but I only come across this damn tunnel if it's for a reason. But I you don't, didn't realize how easy it was getting here. No, it's, it's definitely easy, man. It's, it's definitely easy. But you, the people you see, it's just like, damn. Open dries man. up. You never know, man. You never know. Like, you, somebody, like say, Vince, I walked in here, you just lost your shit. I guarantee you it had nothing to do with me. None. That's just some shit you got going on with yourself. And what people got to realize, like, it's not about you all the time. You know, I was dating a girl and I tell her, like, look. Just because I'm upset doesn't mean you're being hey, a bad girlfriend. Personally. You're not being a bad girlfriend. I'm just stressed out. My, my fucking quarterback threw a post route to whatever. a couple three safety, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he shouldn't have did just it. And I'm stressed out. or whatever. Got so a ticket. Doesn't matter. We got to understand each other, man. We got to feel for each other. We got to stop being more compassionate for each other because if not, we're going to develop a, a world of, of hate, of hateful people. And Tupac said it a while ago. The next two generations is in fucking trouble. And look at Tupac. Down unless, what, we yeah, unless we and change it. And we didn't, we didn't change it. We got worse. No worries. It's so funny. So again, I feel as if now that's 2020. So like, I always keep my eyes. If you notice, I make predictions, right? And I'm yeah. usually three years early, right? Yeah. I see trends before they even like. I, I'm the kickoff return guy. That's like, yo, I know we said go left. I'm gonna have to go right. You know what I'm saying? Because that flow is too much. I too see. Heavy yeah, I see that lane opening. You know, yeah, but I yeah, see yeah. it way. I see it when I catch the ball on the goal line, and people mm-hmm. are still at 20. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely. So I see it way before. Yes. You just have to let things play let out. Let it go. Let right? it play out, man. So I feel like the underdogs, and I say underdogs respectfully. In 2020 yeah. is the black community mm-hmm. and women, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you know what's funny, right? I feel like the people that have always been suppressed or kept yeah. down, and I'm going to relate. I'm going to. I'm not black. I'm not a woman. I can. <laughs> I can promise you, I'll never be both, right? I can. I, can, I, don't I can, know, listen, bro. This I'm, world. Look, I'm working on a sick tan, right? <laughs> okay. But other than that, that's as good as I'm going to get, right? Is yeah. again, they keep people suppressed for a reason because they're threats. Yes. Blacks. And women me, have been yo, suppressed because they've been a threat it's, it's, to the higher power. It's crazy. That's a fact. It's crazy you say that, man. It's like you're my fucking hair right now. I am. I because am. I told you me, I'm gonna fucking open your ass up <laughs> for real. Me, me and my homies, my my circle, really small, and we. I, I actually brought it to their attention the other day. Not the other day, probably like a year ago. And I was like, look, you ever wonder why the NFL don't let women in, or you ever wonder why the NFL? don't really like too many black quarterbacks. It's because Or why thirty one of the owners are white. <laughs> it's like when it's like when it's like when you when they do it's over. It's over. And in my opinion when I say it's over, it's over for the better. It's over yeah, for them. But like 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 we're so dangerous and like I'm trust me, again, I see human, but whenever I do speak to a minority, you could be Hispanic, I don't give a hell what you are. Purple. Purple. You could be a minority. I'll let people know, look man, if you just show these people how serious you are, if you show these people how disciplined you are, how intelligent you are, you're fucking dangerous. Like, you're a dangerous person when your back was against the wall and you had to, you had to, you had to come out on top. So it's like, can you imagine a person that's always lived their life just full of like ups and ups and ups and ups and ups, always been at the top. But the moment they get to that midpoint or start lowering, a, they shit the bed. Immediately. But never face adversity. But you get a person like Resilient. Whoever, yeah, like a resilient person who started from the bottom, was down, 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 had an up moment, but they still was living in the bottom. But now they're able to climb that ladder because one, they know what it's like to be down there and they know how to get the hell out you of situations. So, and I like to, I, I like to actually translate that into my quarterback training. I do the same exact thing. It's like, look, you're going to make a throw. You're going to make a great throw. We're throwers. We're quarterbacks. But when are you going to make that throw? When are you going to fuck up? Meaning you're going to have a fucked up moment in the game. Is it going to be in the first quarter or is it going to be fourth quarter, fourth, fourth to one with three seconds left on the clock? When are you going to make that fuck up and how you're going to prevail? How are you going to get yourself out of this situation? Because I know a lot of NFL guys, man, and they want guys who literally know how to get out of out of trouble, yep. out of fucked up situations. Yep. So you can't be a person who expects everything to be all good all the time. You know what I mean? I think the advantage is the person like me, believe it or not, bro. I'm up against, first of all, the quarterback training world has blown the fuck up in the last two Everyone's years. a quarterback trainer. Every, oh, Everyone's a mortgage guy. Everyone's a real yeah, I saw that the other day. Too, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, somebody jacked his yeah, name. Yeah, oh, um, my God. You're mortgage bro, quarterback? Bro, Let's talk about bro. that real quick. Yeah. That's, 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 that's keep, funny. Keep on your point. Keep but, on your point. No, but it's, 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 it's funny because, like, <laughs> you got guys who, and this is why I like to, like, to pri- like, like to kind of pride myself, because you got guys who had NFL backgrounds, I never played snap in the NFL. I was retired a month before my season, uh, senior season started. Too many head injuries. I never got a chance to actually play pro. I definitely would have been on somebody's roster if I wouldn't have got disqualified. But you had a bigger purpose than that. Bigger purpose. I was disqualified. 
became a coach right away uh, over at Union City High School. And then like a year after I became a coach, I had two really disciplined quarterbacks, Harrison Fernandez and Alain Diaz, who were my first two guys. And these guys were so receptive to my training from a guy who haven't reached the professional level. And that kind of gave me the edge to kind of start Lamar McKnight Quarterback Academy. So it's like, I didn't have this professional background that everybody else have. So it's like, when you see a guy just out of nowhere start fucking training quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks, it's like, damn, I wonder how he got those guys. And then you go back and do your research. He was a goddamn, the, the intern for the San Francisco 49ers 10 years ago. So it's like, most of these guys have these professional backgrounds. He coached backgrounds. for the Niners. Exactly. They got these old, old professional backgrounds. It's like, buddy, so, you did film. So they can get, no, for real. <laughs> no, but, really. but believe it or not, just that alone yeah. is putting these guys in a of different course, level, man. Course. But then you got a guy like me. I got to fight. I got to scrap. Yep. I got to network. Yep. I got to make my own relationships. Yep. Yep. I don't have shit. Give it to me. So everything that I've accomplished as far as a brand, as far as my brand, I've got that shit out the mud. And what I mean by the mud is... I've reached out. I had to sell myself to did these it on your parents. Own. I did everything on my own. You ain't got no, yo, Lamar was uh, the internship for yeah, Pat yeah, Mahomes yeah, at yeah. Texas Tech. I yeah. don't got that shit. Lamar McKnight was at little old Adams State University. Just had got disqualified. Graduated with a sport management degree. I wanted to be an agent. And cares. A sports agent. And I gave a shit. So I was able to, to climb, you know, to where I'm at today. And I'm still up against some, some really high competition. But even those guys know, like, like, yo, who the fuck is this Lamar McKnight kid? Like, why is he relevant? You know, it's and funny, right? All, the background, all, like all these people open up, as you know, companies, and they have yeah. all these marketing yeah. campaigns and big ad budgets, and all this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it yet. I need to wait for a couple of lawsuits to settle, right? <laughs> uh, that I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. But I always want to get a shirt made that said self-funded, <sighs> which is fucking powerful, right? <laughs> and it, it's, basically, it's basically like this, right? I never fucking paid for anything yeah. relating to business, yeah. meaning... Everything I did, I fucking did on my own. Yes. Have I borrowed money from people for yes. deals? For deals? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. That's how deals get done, Absolutely. right? There's only so much money you have on your own. Absolutely. Everything that I've built, mm-hmm. no money spent, a hundred percent organic. Man. Self funded. We I, I like that idea. You because you, look, here's what it boils down <laughs> to. Like, wait, hold on. And it, I can go out there tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. and raise two million dollars to put behind a platform, a bank, do all that. Literally tomorrow if I yeah. wanted to, right? Yeah. But wait. Now you got people that got me by the balls because they, they basically bought me. Yeah. That's, that, no one's and, buying me. And that's how people look yeah, at it. And they're like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, wait, wait. I fuck around with people here in Manhattan that run funds, right? Mm-hmm. All they are, I swear to God, dog, rich people's kids mm-hmm. that their parents funded them. <laughs> they gave them money to yeah. start a hedge fund. Mommy, daddy money. I'm like. That's what we call it. Yo, my dad's got money. This yeah. is a fact. Like, yeah. there's no, you can go look at all the stuff he's done very well. Yeah. So he turned himself from drug dealer into a very successful business person, yes. right? On his own. Yes. But he never gave me that. Yes. And that's the difference between people that he made me fight for everything. But he did it for mm-hmm. the, he did it to teach me life lessons. As he should. Respectfully. As he should. But bro. with that being said, As he should. like nobody can come and take from me. So they can't take from you what you've built, what I've built, because yeah. I'm the product. Like you're the product. And that and that's that's like that's true, bro. That's actually true as hell, man. It's like I, I want to go and coach at the next level. It'll be ideal for coach me. Coach at the next level, really? It, yeah, not train. Yeah, It'll be coach. ideal for me to coach. And I'm not going to lie. I'm heavily in the loop as like I'm like one phone call away or like one fire from a university away from somebody calling and say, hey, come work with, you know, come take over the quarter, quarterback job. But and you'd want that? I I think I do. Just because of the football guy in me. They got to play but, politics. Exactly. But the, the, the business side and the brand side of me. Money's not there. The money is not there. One is like the relationship. Well, it's cutthroat. I mean, it's, it's cutthroat yeah. because one is like, here I am. I built this relationship. Man, I got invited to my client's sister's sweet 16 last spring. And that moment there told me like, bro, you're in the right fucking field. Like, this is not you being the quarterback coach for the Giants and getting invited to the White House because you want to Super Bowl. This is you being yeah. this kid quarterback trainer for the last two years Changes and building a relationship. Life. And the and the family yep. had they trusted me enough to say, "Hey, you want to come to my daughter, Sweet Sixteen? You didn't, so like, you didn't hit on the girl, did you? Sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. say it. You're in front nah. of 16 years. They're probably looking at yeah, you yeah, like a piece yeah, of meat, yeah. man. No, They're like, "Who is this guy? Definitely not. De- definitely not. <laughs> Damn, well, Jeff, you are." Out. Oh, no, nah, definitely not. Oh, you um, put your, you're at your fucking handsome ass in front of 16-year-old girls, man. You were like, oh, yeah, my God, yeah, who that, is that, this that, celebrity? That's a little, you know? that's a, that's a, that's a little, little aggressive, <laughs> man. I, I definitely didn't do that. I looked at it more as, like, I, I was a, really appreciative of the fact that, that's big. I, that I was able to sit in an environment with my client and their parents that wasn't 
on a football field. Like he made an impact on a kid's made life. Made an impact. Man, I met his uncle. I met his aunt. Met his, met his godfather. And it was all like, it was all love. So it's like. I White, this, fa- white family? Yeah, definitely Italian. Um, it's actually uh, the kid named Mike. He's going to Purdue. He's committed to the University of Purdue. Um, he's really good. He's number three quarterback in the country wow. in his class. But his family, man, they're, they're so organic. They're so real. And he's not the only one. I, I have tens of twenties of different clients who trust me and oh hey come over for a beer come over let's eat you know my my husband is making steaks That's how on the grill be, and it's it's awesome but again this is all something that i built like it's like, like again if it's easy for them to invite me over to the house if i'm the office coordinator for the patriots but i'm lmqa i'm lamar midnight quarterback academy so for them to invite me is saying like dog like we trust you we believe in you so that makes me feel good man and i don't want to kind of be bought out and my version of bought out is saying like a university now we own you calling me and be like hey yeah come coach and i'm like damn now i got cuffs on me can't be a relationship can't, can't be you. talk you to can't kid. be you that's, can't that's why I, that's why i left banking literally that's why i can't. walked and you see my post that's why i walked away because i would make a post that's true mm-hmm. that impacts consumers and yeah, i began yeah. to call from higher up yo why would you tell people that i'm like wait it's the truth what do you mean why because your ass is hiding behind wait i'm making you how many hundreds of thousands maybe a million dollars a year yeah you don't worry about what i do you Definitely. don't own me i work Definitely. on commission you never cut me a salary they don't you want to put me on salary for a million they don't i'll they shut don't my ass up no they don't know they don't want they don't it's the same and thing and it's, it's sad it's sad in it a way but like it, it's also like one of the reasons why one of my other clients, his name Brandon, he plays at, he was a quarterback at uh, Pace University. This last year, actually, he was, I was telling him the same exact thing. I'm just like, look, man, like you're about to enter a stage to where you're either going to coach or you're going to, because he wants to be a sports agent as well. I'm like, you're going to coach or you're going to be an agent. And you're about to see the other side mm-hmm. of the game, mm-hmm. meaning you're about to see that, Ugly. dog, you came in the house a little bit hungover. Well, guess what, man? Nine times out of ten, one of the coaches on that damn staff probably came and did the same exact thing. Yep. You know, so it goes back to my human thing. I want people to start looking at everybody else as a regular person. Human. And not seeing the title and just telling the fucking truth. Like, yep. tell the truth. Like, I've, man, I've told my clients before, you're not a D1 guy. You're a D2 guy. And I also added some little salt on it and said, hey, you're a D2 guy who can go to D2, make a name for himself, break records, and still end up on a professional roster. Why am I telling you to go D2? Because you're a little delayed. You're not as advanced. You're going to go D2. You're going to gain some confidence, and you're going to ball the fuck out. And real experience. Real experience. Compared to being, if you belong at, say, for instance, like I I ended up at Adam State. You, you, you shouldn't be stressed out that you're at Adam State. Rather than fucking Alabama. And make because, the most of it. Dog, if you were at Alabama, you'd be playing. on the bench. You ain't playing. Yeah, you're not playing. <laughs> I had an opportunity to play all years of college. So it's like, it's it's different, man. Like, don't go and fall for these lies. And, you know, just just go with, with how you feel. Trust your instinct. Trust how you feel. And just start seeing shit deep, like, deeply. Analyze. Analyze the situation. Stop just doing shit blindly because it sounds good. Oh, shit, yeah. Rockers offered me a job. I'm <laughs> going to take it. Well... Do you know Rutgers offer you a job and you're the GA and you're basically the go get me a coffee guy when you could have been at in somebody's they firm? To fill that spot, yeah. You know what yep, I mean? People yep. out here filling voids, bro. Like you don't want to be the person that feel, that that's filling the void. That's the worst position to be in. And I'm being honest. I know a lot of people. A lot of people is not gonna like that. I just said that, but it's the truth. True. It's the truth because if you were in that position, you would want somebody to say the same shit to you. Because I was that guy. I was let on, let on tremendously by a lot of people throughout my life. Still to this day, I'm being let on, bro. And not even from women. It's very rare. Let on from women, by the way. It's reverse. Very rare. Yeah, <laughs> definitely reverse. Definitely reverse. But it's like you're 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 being let on nine times out of ten. You're being let on. So yep. you got to start seeking through shit, man. So you can. So at the end, you win. You know, and that's what it's all about. I'm all about winning, man. Like I'll lose. I'll lose doing some shit that I wanted to do, but I'm not going to lose because you told me to do something. It was funny last night. So I had, uh, you know, obviously my college career never really got off the sidelines other than you know, playing some special teams here and there. It's all good. But when my coach got fired and new coach came in. They told me you will never catch a pass here. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right, I'm just going to fucking smoke your asses in practice. So like That's the practice became my it. game. That's right. It. So there's this coach literally, you know, again, I don't know how big the, the fucker is, but he's like six, two, six, three, six, four. 280, 290, yeah. 300, yeah. not athletic, right? And they brought him in as the assistant receiver coach. Yeah. This guy didn't know receiver. This guy didn't know athleticism. At all. He didn't know nothing, right? So, but like, 
he would always say like, God damn it, Van Noy. I'd go out, he'd be like, catch the ball two hands. I'd purpose catch the ball one, one hand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, he'd be like, run a fade route. I'm like, no, I'm turning that shit into a post corner. You know, I would purposely, because at that point, you're like, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm not playing what you're going to do, I'm bench gonna, me. Right, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do what <laughs> yeah, I want to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know that this route's going to beat the defender. You ain't going to tell me what to do, right? Absolutely. So I would always improvise, because mm-hmm. remember, I had a quarterback background. I turned receiver. receiver so yeah. I knew how quarterbacks think, right? Yes. So he'd always be like, God damn it, Van Noy. And finally, one day, I just had enough, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck it, that was it. Years after, you know, he asked me to be friends on Facebook, this and that. And like, yeah. we kind of like, you know, look, there's there's definitely like some tension on my side, at least still. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, you fucked with my career. Like, there's always going to be that. Definitely. I've forgiven. But like, you should have never been in the position to control my fate or journey or destiny. Definitely. Which, unfortunately, the coaching staff did. Right. So I wasn't their player. So even last night, literally last night, I posted something. He commented nicely, respectfully. And I said something like, yeah, I never understood why they moved an offensive line coach to a wide receiver <laughs> coach. And dog, yo, wait, that's real. That was that was my Real-wise. that was my shot. He thought it was like this little motherfucker. Oh yeah, okay. God damn it! Right. So then he's like, "It was the best experience of my life. I learned so much." And I'm like, "Damn, he's right, right?" But it shouldn't have been taught at my expense. Yes, yes. So look, so you know like, I'm coming from. So yeah. So so now let me ask you this, because that happened, and obviously here you are today, really successful doing what you got to do, and you're still climbing the fucking ladder, right? So what if that was supposed to happen? And this is what I want people to understand. I've, because, got, I've gotten there. Because sometimes, like, what we think we want isn't necessarily So like us. I said to you earlier, like, look, you have a bigger plan and purpose, bigger right? Plan. So, so again, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant, I'm saying this as humbly as possible. Yeah. The mortgage and real estate industries and world needed me more than I needed college football or the exactly. NFL. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So... Now, also with that being said, combative to that, I chose the mortgage business by the folks had nothing else to do. Like, mm-hmm. It was either like, you know, jump off a bridge and kill myself <laughs> or like go like, you know, want to kill myself by doing mortgages for the yeah, time yeah, I yeah. did them, right? Because I said to myself, damn, if all these greedy snake people, there's always an exception to the rule. If you're not one of those mortgage business, I apologize. Actually, I don't apologize. Just read through what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I said, if they could do this shit, I could do this shit, Absolutely. and I control my own destiny, Absolutely. and that's how shit changes. Absolutely. So you look, you look at it from both ways. You, now you, look, you have to, but but bet your ass that again. Once my son was born, even before my son was born, I found out my son was about to be born. Mm-hmm. I got my ass back in like college football Together. shape. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people were at 23, they 24. You no more. They were, they were like, oh, you peaked, do this, do that. I'm like, wait, I'm f- I'm running faster now than mm-hmm. I did when I played college football. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. And I'm, my mind's on straight. I'm a better quarterback right now today than I was when I played. 100%. Because so I'm like, I'm like, but wait, now, so wait, even, the, it's funny, I look back at pictures of like, you know, the studs in college yeah, and high yeah, school. Yeah. They're all fat, out of shape, washed and, up. And, and that's what I was going to say. I'm like, wait, you peaked at 18, dog. And I'm then, like, I'm and 33. Not even that, but but you, you were also the guy who weren't on the field. I can guarantee you right now, and I don't want to say now, I don't want to hurt too many feelings, but there's guys who I've sat behind on the bench who futures were so promising. And they were so fucking blinded by the fact that they were being let on that once they were able to get out there and get on their own, they fucking right went down, downhill. Right down. Right. But and and that was because, again, they were so used to being up, 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 up. Never had hardship. They never had hardship. Compared to me, it was like, all right, we're gonna sign you as a JUCO quarterback to Tennessee State. I went into Tennessee State as a starter, by the way. Right from junior college, went into Tennessee State as a starter. The starting quarterback was removed from the program because he had he had like some vandalism charges or whatnot. So my reason for committing to Tennessee State was because there was no quarterback there. And I was like, oh, shit, I get to walk in as a starter right away. Walked in as a starter right away, and then he got readmitted back to the program. Once he got readmitted, readmitted back to the program, I can remember the exact route. It was a drive route, an under route, and I missed it. Actually, I didn't miss it. I ended up throwing a post behind it. It was a drive concept. Post, big, yep, under. Yep, high low. Right? So I ended up throwing a post behind it, completing it to my roommate. But there was a tight end who was a Florida transfer from University of Florida named A.C. Leonard. And he had an under route, which was quote unquote wide open. And I missed the throw. I didn't give him the throw. And I can remember that being my very last snap, uh, snap as a starting quarterback. Just like that. Just like that. Reason being because they knew they wanted to start the other guy the whole they time. They reason to get so you So they were like, oh, shit, he didn't throw it. Boom. Get out. Make night out. So now, back to what I was saying about you, you were also the guy who was on the bench, had to fill a role, had to make practice your game, and you had people who were thinking they shit didn't stink, and now look at you today. 
it's all part of the journey it doesn't make the hurt or void or pain less and here's my one thing that i still struggle and and i'm wide open right like this and i talk to people that my uncle i think he got drafted by that he was randy johnson's roommate okay randy johnson you know randy johnson big big unit you know oh yeah played professional baseball mets expos started against gary payton wound up tearing his shoulder and then went back to play ball at marquette so he was a two-sport athlete you know stud stud, right he made it right Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, it probably takes you, once you play your last snap or have your last at bat, 10 years yeah. to go through that, right? I'm like, dog, I'm like, I'm 15 years removed from catching my last pass and I feel 14 years, right? I'm like, I'm still not over that. But here's the reason why. And here's, again, this is what fuels me today in the gym in particular, right? Yeah. There was an open ended, like I fell off a cliff, meaning like I didn't not play because I wasn't good enough or couldn't compete. Yeah, yes. You understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, Someone yes. else decided. Yes. You're not oh playing, you know? So like, and, and that's why I think why I succeeded in the mortgage world and real estate world so quickly because I controlled my own destiny. And it was you. Right. But my void, my void. And look, when you get the ball, like that's why I love quarterbacks so much. That's why I'm so grateful for being able to bridge the mortgage business with the quarterback yeah, world. Hell yeah. Right. Because you got the ball in your hands. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at you. What everyone's you watching do? you. Look, if I fuck up, yeah, I fucked up, but I'm going to learn from that and move on. Yes. Right. Yes. If I throw a touchdown, yeah, I'm going to. Except the one minute of fame. And then I'm going right I'm back going to, right. how can I throw five <laughs> right. more? I want. I need 40 more passes. You know what I'm saying? It. I'm, I'm going to throw that pick six, but then I'm going to come back and we're yeah. going to score in the next throw, drive. Oh, yeah. And that's the same thing with oh, business, yeah. you know? And and yes, again, I'm grateful for those experiences. But again, it doesn't eliminate, and it never will eliminate of what, the question, what could have been. Yeah, man. But that's what fuels me. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot because just like you said, it's not like like we weren't capable of playing. I That's the hardest I part. I probably... I don't care what anybody say in any program I ever played at. I was probably the best quarterback on the roster just from my athletic ability at the position, my arm, bro. I can throw a mile still could to this day, still could to this day, throw the ball mile. And it's like, I was always the best guy, quote unquote, on the roster. But ever since high school, I had, I had to fight for my position in junior college. I had to fight for my position at division one. I had to fight for my position in division two. So it's like, I don't know. I started to, to, to ask myself, like, is it, me and even still to this day like here Which i am it, it might be i'm this quarterback trainer why is it so hard is it so hard for <laughs> me to blow and to the regular person bro you look at anybody else like who's lamar like, yo, he's doing really well yeah, he made himself. it he made but it for me killed, i'm yeah. like yeah. made it like yeah. you know like right now i'm just starting to yeah. like feel good about myself but yeah. it's like at what point do you start to use your thumb rather than using your finger meaning when do you say well yeah i was the best athlete on my team but Shit, I also decided to smoke weed rather than study my playbook. Yeah, how are you your own worst enemy? How, like, what did I do that that kind of decreased my chances of becoming a guy? And nine times out of ten, if you can look at it that way in any position, in any any situation you win, you'll come out with an answer. It's all about reflecting. I actually self-reflection heard, is I heard, huge. I, I listened to your, 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 your podcast, and you were like, you spend most of your fucking day reflecting. And I was like, damn, I listened to it this morning, actually. I was like, damn, that's some real shit right there. And it's true, man. Like, the more we can start saying, I'll even, I'll even put it into relationship terms because everybody don't, everybody listening to this don't, is not in sports or in mortgage, they in relationships. So, okay, you were cheated on. What did you do? Did you cause that? Did some you capacity? cause to, to make that person feel like it was okay to cheat on you? Now, am I telling you to take blame for being cheated on? No, because some people are just fucked Assholes, up people. Yeah. But at the same time, what did you do? What did you do? At, at what point? Or what has that person been through that caused them you, to You, you got to ask, this man. There, there's always something greater behind it, you know? So the, the, the quicker that people can adapt to that approach, the better it is. You get fired from a job. Why? You failed the class. Why? You, you missed the deal. And the person that sucks two doors down from Why? you got the yep. deal. Yep. How come they got the yep. deal? Well, maybe because... They overheard the client like Starbucks coffee and on their first fucking meeting, they had a, a thing of Starbucks Bingo. coffee on the table. So like, what are you doing to put yourself in position? Well, I hear some crazy, this is true. Uh-huh. I'll even show you a text message. So I had my son yesterday. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in like 17 days, right? So mm-hmm. I, I like my internal clock starts to like really like mm-hmm. tick, if you will. I'm like, all right, you know. Where's my son? I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like widening, but we're always with each other, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I got my tat, my fucking tat. Yeah, I saw that. That's clean, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, clean. Yeah. Always clean. with me, right? It's always clean. everywhere. So... He came over and we were, you know, playing with the, you know, the American dream. And we were, 
I, I was trying to get him to go down for a nap, and he hadn't seen me in so long that it was like, he was motherfucker wants to play. You know, I, I, I'm like, yo, you're like, five nah, hours past a nap. He was, yeah, so we're yeah, jumping yeah. on bed, you know, watching his show, whatever, jumping around, and I have this, like, this little angel my friend gave me. It's like a little like figurine. And it's on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the headboard, he always like, jumps around, looks at our picture. I have his pictures of me and him everywhere. Like, he knows. Like, that's our, that's our shit. That's our dome, right? That's our crib. <laughs> so he grabs the angel, right, and puts it on top of the bed, right? I'm like, why'd you do that? You know, I'm thinking, like, why'd you do that? Like, there's mm-hmm. 70 things up there. He literally put it on top of the bed facing the TV. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, he's 16, 17 months, you know? <laughs> whatever. I don't think anything of it. You know, I bring him back to his mother's, whatever. I come home, you know, go to the gym, do what I do. So I'm sleeping. And this morning, so I woke up at, like, 7. I'm like, all right, I'm going to meditate for about an hour. Yeah. So I put my meditation on, the Calm app, put it on, rocking out. So then it just turns off. But I'm in such deep sleep trance, like a different place. Like it cuts, it cuts off. But I don't really know like, yeah. what's going on. You know what I'm saying like I'm still, you're I'm, into it. yeah, you're, I'm still, you're, you're, I'm still, you're lost. I'm still you're in lost the story. In it. Yeah, yeah, dog. So I woke up and I swear to God, there was a woman's voice in my right ear. Right, mm-hmm. I swear to God, and it was it was an angel talking in my ear. And I woke up like you ever wow. like know someone's in your ear. Yes. Like, yo, I woke up like yo, who's in here? Uh, I'm looking shit. around, <laughs> and then I look up and it's the fucking angel sitting right no there. Fucking I way. swear to God, the very same. Ain't- and I'm like, oh my! I text my friend. I'm like, yo, because wow. I told her that yeah, my, my yeah. son just moved the angel you gave me like over Holy here. Shit. It was crazy. So as far as meditating goes, look, people people have no idea what I've been through the past 18 months. Let's call it yes. really two years. Like, mm-hmm. and, and again, once my lawsuit's out, I can fully disclose everything. Yeah, yeah, That's my yeah. next book will come out. I can't for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. If people knew what I've been through in the past 18 months, 24 yeah. months, right? They would be like, what the fuck? I never even knew that. Man, I'm the meditation you. and self-reflection is, is the that, only thing that got me through the day. Yeah. Well, see, maybe I need to start taking that method. I started to meditate about a year ago, but I'm also one of those people who, like, I have, like, FOMO. But here's the thing. Look, look, that's anxiety. It goes so, deeper, so it goes deeper like, than that, though, right? It's oh, anxiety. Shit, what am I missing? Yeah, but I'm the same person, right? Don't, yeah. I didn't start meditating. I'm 33, right? So yeah. I didn't start meditating literally until a week after my ankle broke and my son was born, two weeks after, whatever it was. It was September 2018, right? Mm-hmm. People started making fun of me for it. I'm like, look, if I don't meditate, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Flat out. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm like, I mean, this is real talk here. I'm like, Dead look, talk. you got two options. You can either let me meditate yeah. or you might not ever see me meditate again. Huh. Because yep. this is the only thing that my ankle's broken, my son's born, my business partners aren't delivering. There's a lot of shit going on. I got thirty thousand dollars a month in expenses that I'm covering, payroll, rents, you name it. Yes. Like yes. I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. I only got one leg and I can't yes. get up and walk on it. So if I don't meditate, mm-hmm. someone's gonna get hurt. I'm That's just being flat yeah, out. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 just you you but you gotta be ready for it. You knowing that is is what stands out the most. Like you knowing that if if I don't if I don't meditate, I'm going to hurt somebody. Like, no, that's, and, that's and, real, and, though. And that's as real, real as it gets. And it's real. It's, it's nothing wrong with that, man. It's just you accepting it and knowing what's going on. But it also goes back to what you said. People don't know what you've been through. Like, man, if I told half of the shit that I go through. Forget about it. Bro, I'm 27 going on 28. I run a business that, bro, my facility, my facility costs like up to like $3,000 a month. Okay. My rent. My car note, my insurance. Again, I don't come from a fortunate family. So it's like if people knew what I've been through and if people know what I go through on a daily basis, man, like I wake up in the morning. There's not a, I don't remember the very fucking last time I can remember being in a spot where there was fun around me and, and me being like, I'm having the best time of my life. I could be having a lot of fun. I could be at the Super Bowl, bro. On a sideline with my favorite quarterback, and I swear to you, not I could still be stressed up, up, uh, up in my head, and that's just because of the pressure that I put on myself. Yep, so it's like, yep, yep. like, like you it. said, and then, and I, I don't want nobody to hear this and be like, oh, everybody goes because everybody goes through this shit, but I carry my weight really well. Same, and like, no, I, no, I, I, I got my face. On. I do it yeah, for a reason, yeah. and like I, I translate it to my quarterbacks. I translate because I'm a coach as well. I translate it to them, and I'm like, look, man, do your best to not show a sign of weakness like my older brother which is only 11 months ahead before he went to jail he just came home last year he he did three and a half years he got caught with two guns he copped out the five years he did his three um three and a half years he came home but before he went to jail i could i could remember being stressed over something and he was like yo he like what fuck you doing and i'm like what you mean he's like why are you showing them your hand he's like don't show people your fucking hand because they're going to know your next move. He's Keep like, your ace in your back pocket. Keep it there. He's like, bro, you you know what the fuck you got to yep. do. He's like, stop showing people your hand. Stop telling people what I you're going to do. I was guilty of that. 
I'm like, look, I'm we not a serial. Here are all, all cards on the we table. Always. And then boom. We always. Like, oh, like, here. So <laughs> yeah. And then you'll get people who yeah. know what you're doing. Or... They beat you with a king high. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. what? You'll, you'll get people who be like, oh, shit. You got an ace? Yep. Well, shit. Yep. Let me get that ace. Yep. So it's like, I've been getting in, in the habit of, of staying like really, really, really grounded to myself, even when shit really bothers me. Because I would much rather go home in my room and cry, yep. sit in my car Same. and cry. Bro, there's been times, this is funny, there's been times I've been on a way to clients with literally $2 in my account. Been there. Gas tank is like about to go out. And like my client was an hour away, my the, the mileage was like eighty something, <laughs> eighty eighty something miles to get to my client, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my gas tank had ninety two yeah, miles in it. Yeah. And how am I getting back? <laughs> how am I getting back? I would get to my client, and they they couldn't see that because they're gonna get the same exact person. But exactly. it's like you don't know, man. That's a like, character and strength, bro. It's bro, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because it's like. I put myself in that situation to where I'm just like, damn, like I'm doing this to myself. I could go, I could be somewhere. But I was a manager at Foot Locker. I was a manager at Hollister. I quit all of those okay paying jobs. I would never have financial jobs if I if I kept those nine to five. By the way, yep, yep. I quit all of those jobs because I wanted to pursue something that I wanted. But it's like I don't allow people to know when I'm upset. You might know that I'm feeling some type of way, but you're not gonna know that I want to punch your fucking at all. Y- y- your teeth through the back of your throat because, unless you push me to that level. Exactly, and, and that's not even my personality. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I've never been a violent person. Yep. As fucked up a background as I come from, I'm not a violent person. Same. But if I gotta flip the script on you, bro, Real I quick. really will. Yeah. So I try to refrain from doing that because that's not my character. I say my biggest struggles with myself inside. Yeah, fighting bro, yourself. I, you talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody else, and how you talking to yourself is what is more really important. Taste else. the outcome. So if you're telling yourself, God damn, it's six in the morning, I have to go do some different no, story. It's six in the morning, I get to go do this. It's just different, man. And that's that's where I differ from a lot of these quote Guru, unquote gurus. guys. <laughs> I, I differ because bro, I know you're teaching a three-step yep, drop. Yep. I know you're teaching it. Because yep. it's not different, bro. Cover three is cover three, three step, five yep, step, it's all, the same it's all the same shit. But how you're teaching it, how are you relating to the game? How are you letting these kids how are you translating it to a kid trip? that doesn't know? How? Are you just telling him, yo, go three steps and throw the ball? No. Yeah. Are you telling him to go first step, cross the uh, shoulder on two and three, get the ball out on the straight throw? It's just a different way to approach it. So it's like, you'll see, man, you've been in one of my sessions. So it's like, if like you you know the difference between somebody just- I wish you had my one-handed catch on fucking oh. tape, man. Shit. I, I, honestly, my other arm is so tired. I only have one arm to go yeah, up with it. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, man. It's, um, it's, it's, it's amazing at- what you can accomplish mentally. Bro, financially, I know I'll get to where I need to be. Yep. Keep it in the I'm trying to be mentally stable yep. and mentally prepared for the storm. I don't prepare for sunshine. I prepare for a shit show. Meaning, I don't prepare for zone every time. I prepare for fucking man blitz, blitz. every time. Yep. How am I going to get yep. way, 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 boop, still Look, get it's, e- it's easy beating something that you know what you're going up against. That's all it is. So just, just me putting myself in, in that mindset just allows me to be satisfied with myself. It allows me to give back to people who are in need. Bro, I've bro, I've given this is another situation where where I, I've had $82 in my bank account three years ago. $82 in my bank account. And somebody asked me to borrow $75. You did it. It. Was, it was a Tuesday, payday wasn't until Friday. But me knowing that they weren't as mentally strong as I was, I sent them the $75. Kept the $7 in my account, and I fucking ate oodles and noodles for the next three days. And I just had moved into my own apartment. So it's like, I did that just because I know mentally I can handle this for the next few days, and they can't. So if I can help somebody feel a little bit better about themselves, I will, man. Even if it's just access to my holiday, they just me letting people know that, hey, like, it's okay. I'm here for you. And I can handle it. I can handle it. And I'm going to teach you how to fucking handle it. I'm going to give you this. They didn't even know that that $75 on my last, bro. You know what I mean? But that's what I do. And it doubled up. It came back. You know what's funny? It always does one way or another. You know what's funny? (laughs) Back to meditation. So I was texting my boy who's a trainer. I played bowling at Ford and he's a couple years younger than me. And I was a trainer in the city, like weightlifting trainer, whatever. And he posted this new, like, it's not a new workout, but this different workout that I'm like, oh man, I'm going to try that, you know? So he's like, oh, how's the ankle recovering? I'm like, damn. I'm like, it's funny you asked that. I'm like, you know, I've been getting up to heavier weights, you know, but I stopped doing the little things mm-hmm. like the ankle rehab, the ankle mobility, the bands, right? it was boring. It <laughs> was boring and I felt like I built it up, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, look, yeah. my ankle broke so bad and plates and screws, I still should be doing that every day regardless. Yes, and yes. even if I didn't break my ankle, those are the things that I've always should have been doing anyway. Yes, ankle yes, strength, you know, regardless. running receivers, weights, like keep building that you foundation, need it. You right? Need it, man. But I relate that back to the meditation, right? Yeah. So, Ankle foundation, 
right? To your body. Like if your ankles are broken, you can't walk. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Well, right? Can't support, can't support the weight. Your knees are fucked up. Your hips are fucked up. Your back and everything else in your brain, you're right? Done-zo. But that's your foundation that yes. keeps this close thing to your foot. Mm-hmm. Meditating, same exact thing. You meditate two, three, four days in a row. And then you're like, oh, I'm great. I feel mentally great. I got this. I don't need to meditate today. And then all of a sudden Boom. your whole shit derails, right? And that's what I tell everyone. Like if, if you're going to take that shit seriously, there's not a day that goes by, not a day that goes by that I don't meditate at least twice a day. Yeah. Just because you know what it does to you. And, but it's like anything else, momentum, snowball effect, it's consistency. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I went to the gym once this week, I picked up 225, and then it's like, I didn't go for five more days. Because you, because the last, on Wednesday, you felt the pump that you had, and you thought you were good for two days. And I, I tell people all the time, anybody can recite this word for me. I tell my clients, don't get bored doing the right thing. Meaning, but everyone does. Like, I, like, it's boring to go to work every day. <laughs> right. It's boring to pay your bills. Yep. That's just boring. boring. But that's the right thing because eventually, man, you can become really good at being really bad and there's a such thing. It's easier too. You can, Much like, easier. It's, it's, this, this is why everybody so-called drops out. This is why everybody want to rap because, bro, like you had a promising future as a lawyer but you decided six, uh, six and a half, seven years of school was a little bit too much yep. so now you want to try to risk all that to make a quick money. Like, nah, man, they stick to the fucking script. Stay in your lane. Everybody is not entrepreneurs Everybody is not CEOs and chiefs. Like some of you motherfuckers got to be in Know your role. Know your, your role. role. Like yeah. meaning, yeah, if, I'm with if, you. if you're, bro, if you're, I'll respect the hell out of you. And I hear Gary say it all the time. If you're a hell of a fucking Walmart cashier, be a hell of a Walmart be cashier. Yeah. Be that person. Yeah. Don't try to say, oh, fuck this Walmart job. Yeah. I want to invent a TV. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go build a TV. Right. You're going to, nah, nah, come on. Be a hell of a cashier. If, if you're a second role guy like me, People like people ask me, I've had an opportunity to be a head coach at different high schools in New Jersey about the last two or three years ahead. Do I want to be a head coach? No. It sounds really fucking good. That's yeah, it. Title looks but good. at the same time, I would much rather, in this manner, I would much rather using my time to assist, meaning that's the head coach. Well, I'm going to help this head coach be, be best. look the yeah. best fucking that's head coach. That's your role. That's my people role. People don't know their roles. I take pride in yeah. that, man. Yeah. I take I take, I take, take deep pride in my role. Like, if my role is to text you, hey, every day, I'll text you, hey, every day. You know, it's funny, right? So, and I learned this the hard way. So, I always would say to girls, look, I'll be your backup. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I used to ride in the bench. Like, look, I don't have the time to put in as a starter for this, you know? Yeah, Let yeah, me be your backup, you know? I'm okay positioning myself number two. Like, well, I'm good. You know what's funny, though? I even said that in business, flat out. I'd be like, yo, yeah. I know you got your go-to mortgage guy. Call me if yo, he gets benched. You yo, know what I'm saying? Call me if you need me. That, that's true. It's the same thing less with pressure, but it's less pressure. You know how many guys that I'm hands-on, I'm 100% proactive. You know how many guys that I've reached out to, like, hey, let's work. And they'll be like, oh, I work with... uh." When they Reciope or I work Whoever. with uh, Madi yeah, yeah. or whatnot, and I'll just be like, all right, cool, but you know, if you you know, if you ever want some extra work, come through. Like I'm okay with accepting the second hey, yeah, the second yeah, role. Yeah. I'm not fucking tripping. Like whatever, whatever. You, if you guys want to fight to be first, let I'll let you fuck each other up yep. and beat each other yep, up yep. because now when you two guys lay down on the ground, <laughs> I'm gonna be you the guys first are exhausted. You're dead. So out. now I gotta right. be first. Right. You're fucked. Right. But yeah, man. I that's, think it's all about it. positioning. You know, and it's funny. I, I, it, used, I used to learn. I used to know chess when I was younger. and I stopped playing chess for whatever reason. Suck at chess. I gotta get back into it because it's strategy wise, it's yeah. huge, right? And it's all about positioning, even yeah. in sports. Position, you gotta position yeah. yourself like, look, here, I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do. You never know who ahead of you is gonna go yeah. down, fuck up, leave, quit, whatever. But that's what it is like putting yourself in line up for success. We use that in football terms like, put yourself in position to successfully execute something, meaning. Um, and, and quarterback's term, like, okay, if you got a five-step drop, you're doing a curl off the fifth step, don't wait until the fourth step to get your shoulder over. Right. Get your shoulder over now. on the third step, so you're there. So even once you're there, he's not ready, you can beat the defender with the ball. So just small stuff of, of putting yourself in position to win, meaning if you know that today, what's today's date? The 8th, 20th, the 19th? 19th, 20th, 19th? The 19th, 19th today, 10th. February 19th. Okay, you, you got a big event July 4th, 4th of July. If you know you got stepping stones that's going to get you to execute that event, don't fucking wait until May to start preparing. Right, right. Start now. You got a homework assignment on Friday? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you should be doing 10, 40, you know, something. A little bit percent. each day. Come on, man. Don't, just just don't, don't clutter yourself. And I, I, I can say that openly because I do it to myself all the time by mistake. But I'm We're all guilty that, of it. Yeah, I'm getting the habit. I just take it just slow. Even with my dating life. Even with my dating life. It's like, oh, yeah, I really want to tell you I love you, but- 
I've been down this road before. <laughs> I know how that turned out. <laughs> I've been here before, so I'm going to wait to tell you I love you. Not because yeah, I don't want to yeah, yeah. make you happy, but because I want to be sure. So I'm going to allow myself to build up. So now when it's time to to be the man you want yeah, me to be, I can be 100% me, man. That's all it is. I'm. That's why I'm I'm different. I don't give a hell what you do. You can train Lamar Jackson for all I care. God bless. Eventually, I'm going to smoke your ass. I'm telling you. And I'll be ready when my, na- when my name is called, when yep. Lamar McKnight is, 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 is pulled to the stage. I'll be ready. But you guys can go and have fun with all your other shit first. Feel free. So as we close up each episode, as you know, we leave the listeners with one thing to deposit that. Deposit that to their brain, to their memory bank, to their daily life, however they want to choose to do that. What's one thing you want people to hear from you to implement immediately? Um, focus on the process. Fall in love with how, not the what. Fall in love with how can I become the best version of me, not on, not, oh, I'm going to become. So like, if you ask a person, what do you want to be when you get older? I want to be a millionaire. Me too. But how? What are you willing to go through? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to take control of? What are you willing to give up to put yourself in position? So don't focus so much on a championship. Focus on practice number one of the season. Once you clear practice one, go practice two, three, four, five. So fall in love with the fucking process, man. That's probably a more better feeling than winning. Just of you knowing what you did to get there. So just fall in love with the process. Don't rush it. Allow yourself to fuck up. Allow yourself to mess up. Allow yourself to learn. Adapt. Just be open to a lot, man. Because I feel like the minute you become naive and you become this tunnel vision person, then you can't see what's around you. So Fall in love with the process. Don't focus on a, on on the championship. Focus on the practice. Focus on the practice. Execute and practice. And now, when you're at the championship, it's gonna feel like practice. You can execute that thing. Yeah. <laughs>